You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. In three, two, one. Over the next seven minutes or so, we'll look back on a week where the nation recovered from a four-day platinum jubilee weekend, Boris fought off a no-confidence motion, the US began congressional hearings over the Jan 6th insurrection, and Laura Whitmore kicked off this year's Love Island. This is the Standout 7 from the Smart 7. Don't forget to hit the follow button to get your daily updates at 7am. It was a four-day weekend of flag street parties and some slightly odd moments, but overall the Queen's Platinum Jubilee seems to have been a success. It started on Thursday with a flyby and some protesting at the Trooping the Colour ceremony. Prince Louis went viral for his reaction to the sound of 70 airplanes overhead, then Friday saw a Thanksgiving ceremony at St Paul's Cathedral, and on Saturday the Royals, without Her Majesty, went racing at Epsom. Saturday night saw the Platinum Party concert, which had over 13 million people rocking along to Rob Stewart, Queen George Ezra, Andrew Lloyd Webber's greatest hits, and Sir Elton John. There was also a moving moment as Prince Charles paid tribute to his boss. Your Majesty, Mummy. The scale of this evening's celebration and the outpouring of warmth and affection over this whole Jubilee weekend is our way of saying thank you. Sunday saw street parties and a slightly odd Platinum Jubilee pageant, which included a hologram of the Queen in the Golden State carriage, plus themed buses, floats and celebrities to mark the major cultural milestones from Her Majesty's reign. She appeared once again on the Buckingham Palace balcony and thanked the nation in a written note, saying she was inspired by the kindness, joy and kinship she'd witnessed across the four-day celebration. The booing at this week's Platinum Jubilee celebrations turned out to be a warning sign for Prime Minister Boris Johnson. First thing Monday morning, Chairman of the 1922 Committee, Sir Graham Brady, had an announcement. The threshold of 15% of the Parliamentary Party seeking a vote of confidence in the Prime Minister has been passed. Therefore, a vote of confidence will take place within the rules of the 1922 committee. The vote of confidence was scheduled for Monday evening with frantic spinning and campaigning throughout the day from the PM's designated spokespeople, principally Deputy Prime Minister Dominic Raab and the somewhat unpredictable Nadine Doris. Boris addressed Tory party members at 4pm in a 1922 committee meeting. Then a secret ballot was held between 6 and 8pm. Theresa May arrived to cast her vote in a ball gown, not a premature celebration, rather a stop on the way to a jubilee event. Shortly after 9pm, Sir Graham Brady announced the results. The vote in favour of having confidence in Boris Johnson as leader was 211 votes, and the vote against was 148 votes. And therefore, 
I can announce that the parliamentary party does have confidence. Yeah. While Boris may have survived with 211 votes, there were 148 votes against him. That's 40% of the party, which may signal the beginning of the end. He, however, was very keen to draw that famous line under the matter. I've got many more MPs supporting me now uh, than I did in 2019. I'm happy with that. We're going to bash on. Uh, we have a huge agenda and we're going to get it done. Labour leader Sakir Starmer says the Tory MPs who supported Boris have made a mistake as the public has run out of patience. The British public are fed up with a Prime Minister who promises big but never delivers. Fed up with a Prime Minister who's presided over a culture of lies and law-breaking at the heart of government. The Conservative Party now believes that the British public have no right to expect honest politicians. Health Secretary Sajid Javid started a healthcare row on Wednesday after he compared the NHS to a now defunct video store, saying the country has a blockbuster healthcare system in the age of Netflix. Well, given Netflix's current troubles, it's not a great analogy one way or the other, but fortunately Sajid was on hand to explain. What I'm talking about is modernisation. So any of your viewers that remember Blockbuster, you know, they won't be able to go into a Blockbuster anymore because it didn't modernise. That sparked a row over the NHS during Prime Minister's question time as Labour leader Sakir Starmer zeroed in on the waiting times at A&E and also on the growing waiting lists for cancer treatment. The cancer waits have been going up for 10 years and they're even higher now. So... Blaming the pandemic just won't wash. Boris may have been relieved to take questions on the NHS after a bruising week, but Labour's Chris Bryant hadn't forgotten about Partygate and the vote of no confidence. The Tory party used to be the party of law and order. How on earth can there be 211 Tory MPs who think that lawmakers can be lawbreakers? Thursday evening saw all the main US TV networks, apart from Fox News, hand their primetime channels over to the January the 6th committee for the first of six public hearings on the events around the Capitol riot. The committee had promised to blow the roof off by unveiling a conspiracy, which they've tracked through thousands of interviews and meticulous investigation. Committee Chairman Congressman Benny Thompson made it clear what they'd found. January 6th was the culmination of an attempted coup. A brazen attempt, as one rioter put it, shortly after January 6th to overthrow the government. And Republican Congresswoman Liz Cheney pointed the finger squarely at the former president as the man at the centre of the conspiracy. On the morning of January 6th, President Donald Trump's intention was to remain president of the United States despite the lawful outcome of the 2020 election and in violation of his constitutional obligation to relinquish power. Still to come on the standout seven, Matthew McConaughey takes to the White House podium and Love Island's back for the summer. Right after this. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome back. Free. 
The battle on the eastern front in Ukraine continues, with Russian forces shelling Severodonetsk even as street-to-street fighting continues. Two British men, Aidan Aslin and Sean Pinner, along with a Moroccan man, Sadoum Brahim, who fought as part of the Ukrainian army, have been sentenced to death after a show trial in Russia-controlled Donetsk. The trial was televised, but the men appear to have had no legal representation and should be protected by the Geneva Convention as soldiers. Do you have any objections to considering this case now? No objections. British Foreign Secretary Liz Truss condemned the trial, saying the British government will do everything they can to support them. The men have one month to appeal or else face death by firing squad. Ukrainian President Zelensky, who continues to call for more long-range weapons as Germany delays delivery of promised military aid, made a direct appeal to Joe Biden and the United States to use their influence to speed up support. I am grateful to President Biden for uniting the free world when the Russian threat arose. And this is my question to the United States, both to the parties and to society, to both Democrats and Republicans, to the Congress and to the President. It is time to be 100% influential. Hollywood star Matthew McConaughey has stepped up the row over gun control in the United States. It comes from the Texas town of Uvalde, which saw a brutal school shooting in which 21 people, including 19 children, were killed just two weeks ago. Over 700 people have been shot dead in the United States since then. McConaughey spoke in the White House briefing room on Tuesday after a meeting with Joe Biden and Congress on gun control and called for responsible gun ownership as he recited the names of the children who lost their lives at school. We want secure and safe schools and we want gun laws that won't make it so easy for the bad guys to get these damn guns. We know it's on the table. It's that time of year again when the lads, lasses and false eyelashes of Love Island make their annual summer appearance. Be prepared to learn a whole new set of phrases from the people who brought us the ick, doing bits and of course it is what it is. This year most of the clothing is pre-loved, but presumably our contestants are at least fresh-faced. Laura Whitmore introduces the season's first twist. Things are a little different this year. For the first time ever, we asked the public to play Cupid and picked the boy they thought you should couple up with I can't wait any longer this has been the standout 7 the best of the week from the smart 7 we'll be back tomorrow 7am with the Sunday 7 have a great rest of your weekend written produced and published by Daft Dogs